everybody, welcome back to another edition of Rapid Recap here at Inside Nebraska. He's Greg Smith, I'm Zach Carpenter. We're uh, on the practice field of the <laughs> Huskers uh, Hawks Championship Center practice field. Uh, we got lights around here. This is where they bring the recruits in here. They got tables around here. Uh, back there's a bunch of balloons over here. Bunch of lights yeah. over here. It looks like because a good time could be had in there. Yeah, they're celebrating a 35-11 win today, the first win of the Matt Rule era. Um, apparently, Greg, first thing we need to talk about is why they allowed a touchdown with like 10 <laughs> seconds left on the board in garbage time. Oh, uh, not a lot of negatives really to talk uh -huh. about, especially after those first two weeks. I mean, other than the, which we'll get to in a second, the fum, uh, Heinrich Harburg fumble on the yeah. sack fumble that was not his uh, his responsibility, his fault. Other than that, it's all positive in can this I, Can this we win. start with the one that one negative? Because I do want to say something about that. You said it on a sack fumble that wasn't his fault. That was a normal, that's how fumbles are supposed to happen play. So I, I think everyone was <laughs> good point that, um, for that one. Because, yeah, like, and they bounced back nicely. And he was asked about that in his post-game press conferences. You know, he had a nice podium game, the pride of Kearney, Nebraska, uh, up at the podium. And he talked about, you know, it was kind of weird. You, you, you just didn't want people to get down, and they rallied back nicely from that. And that was good to see. Yeah. I mean, it's great to say that in the press conference after you win, obviously, mm -hmm. but I mean, be honest, what were you thinking as soon as that fumble? I mean, they had a super efficient six-play scoring drive. Heinrich Harbour had four rushes mm -hmm. and uh, two completions, a uh, touchdown to Billy Kemp to polish it off. And then the oh, defense no. forces another three and out. They get the ball back like inside their own 10-yard mm -hmm. line. Boom, sack, fumble. And it's like, I mean, you, we all had to be thinking, oh, Jesus, here we go again. Mm -hmm. And Harbour even admitted after the game, that yeah. started going through guys' minds. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and I think that was the natural thing. Here we go again. But then you know what I actually honestly thought right after that was – I, this gives the defense another opportunity to show what they've got. And they did. They'll do a field goal um, in that situation because this defense has been really, really good. Like, we had wondered if, like, through those first two games, if, like, that was some sort of a fluke. I don't. I think people weren't necessarily thinking that, but you, you kind of could wonder a little bit. And they went out today and they dominated. They did what good defenses should do to opponents that are not in their league. Like, that's what, that's what that was supposed to look like. And Nebraska was dominant on defense all night long up until the last guard time drive. <laughs> we'll get back to Harburg in a second, but since you're on the defense, I mean, that's they dominated a MAC team, a group of five team, like they were supposed to. Yeah. It's the same way they dominated the Minnesota offense up until yeah. the last five minutes of that game. It's the way they dominated, or at least uh, kept up and kept pace, shut down maybe is too yeah, much of, of a word, Colorado until the last uh, five minutes of the first half when they were put in some tough positions because of the turnovers. Right. But that defense, I mean, that's what that's the confidence you have when you have a crew that's playing as nasty and as physical like that. I mean, they had the they have a billion mantras that they came out with this, <laughs> <They do>. uh, <laughs> this yeah. off season. Dominant contact, one percent better. Yeah, RDF. Um, yeah, but R D V is the RDV. one that like I think so far through three games has been the one that's uh, shown itself the most that yeah. this defense embodies that the most, the relentless discipline and violent. Um, they allowed up until that last uh, until that last play or uh, NIU drive, they had surrendered 16 rushing yards, only <laughs> yeah. 16 rushing yards, and I think less than 100 total yards yeah. all game. And 16, uh, they've now allowed 132 rushing yards through three games, which is 40 some 47.3. I think I calculated rushing yards allowed per game, which is going to be it might be number two by the end of the night. Uh, Air Force number one at 44.3. So you're at you might be number two behind them and 14 sacks because the defense had three sacks 
again tonight it's also number one in the country yeah that's huge like it feels like those are the things that we've talked about this before and it feels like we i know we talked about it last year but we've talked about it around here for years that's the type of defense that elite big 10 defenses play right mm-hmm. like that's what you're you have to be able to do to compete in the big 10 on the defensive side of the ball i think for right now they've got that taken care of as long as they stay on track um, and stay hungry and i think they are because you know we heard from quentin newsom and he talked about going out there and doing your job and that's what they're supposed to do i think that those guys will stay hungry and they want more because sometimes you get that taste of success and you just want to keep going right um, plus I think everybody right now Matt Rule talked about this a little bit as well he said he actually challenged the defense this week to make this a defensive football team and they, they accepted that challenge I think in spades but also he made a note and kind of I'm laughing because he said it kind of in a joking way that, you know when you do that though people will say oh it's ugly football because people want to see points but he said he had a lot of fun watching those guys fly around and I bet a lot of Husker fans did too what uh, what type of team have you been saying what type of type of style does this Nebraska team need to need to play in order to win some games what <laughs> the exact thing that we saw um, in today's game which is a lot like some of their Big Ten West counterparts that play you know people I know people hate to hear us say this but it's a, it's an Iowa Minnesota kind of Wisconsin previous to, to this year with Chris um, kind of a style of football Illinois even Illinois last, year. last year is a great point Illinois last year too you have a strong running game you don't beat yourself in special teams you play lights out defense and you're going to give yourself a chance in a lot of football games and that's what it looks like Nebraska's trending towards special teams not to get in the weeds and special teams is still kind of it's not elite Um, it's been fine they've not it's not cost them games like it had in years past offense though obviously still has a long way to go but we saw some strides in the right directions tonight with Heinrich Harbor yeah I mean they're surrounding that elite defense with special teams that's good enough I mean no missed extra points no missed kicks anything like that uh, an offense tonight that was good enough. I mean, yep. 14 points in the in the first half, and then finish with 30, 35 um, is good enough if you yep. can put consistent performances like that together to uh, to supplement this defense. They're finally playing that complementary football yes. that uh, Matt Rule and Trev Alberts have talked about so many times emphasizes uh, one Started of the focal right points. right here. They said yep. it right here. Yep. Um, Matt on that Rule's press conference very right press there. conference in, yeah. in here. Yes, he did. And also something notable um, before we get to the offense, uh, Rule in his post-game press conference, he talked about how the infrastructure of this defense uh, from previous coaching staffs was there because mm-hmm. he he mentioned by name Eric Shenander, Bill Bush, uh, Barrett Rood, and Mike Dawson. Yep. as uh, He mentioned them by name to say that this defense had – been uh, had been well coached, so they were like left in good hands, right. or uh, they um, had a. a solid foundation to build off of when they got here. Yeah, they did. And, and, and you know, that kind of tracks it with some of the things that we all kind of say in thinking about this team is that the defense was kind of left at a better starting point for Matt Rule than we yeah. thought the offense was by a pretty wide margin. It's not just the fact that they had more talent left over. Um, the culture, if you want to go with it, that vaunted C word, was also better in that room because we felt like overall they had better coaches. Um, and so like he talked about, Rule did today, you know, you have a veteran guy like Luke Reimer who was used to playing in one system and had played well he just needed to kind of shift that focus to this new system and then he could run free but they also have very good position coaches he did not say it ruled it and go and say well we've got good ones now too because I think that's kind of implied but I do think that we have to give those guys some props too starting with Tony White um, I tweeted out a photo of him and said give him the game ball because uh, he definitely deserves one because of the job he's been doing so far but Rob Dvorak at the linebackers coach is someone we really didn't know anything about mm-hmm. coming into the season his linebacker group is playing really good football Terrence Knighton 
looks to be right now the next kind of defensive line coach star that Matt Rule has found. Um, and he's got his group playing very well, which kind of headlined tonight by who the guy that we thought was the player of the game on defense, Nash Hupmacher, um, with a, another multiple tackles for loss game and a big time game out there. Yeah, and then uh, just to wrap up, talk about, I mean, maybe we, we didn't bury the lead because we mentioned him right off the bat, yeah. um, but to dive into a little bit more is Heinrich Harburg. Yeah. And I want to stall here for a second because I want to get his, oh. uh, his official stat line out because I don't want to get it, uh, get it wrong. I know he had 98, uh, 98 rushing yards. Um, and he was 8 for 12. What do you think his final stat line was? Oh, I would probably go, I'm going to say 8 for 14 and knock a couple off uh, for like 150 yards passing and maybe like 90 yards rushing. Let's see. Hold on. This is great radio. Glad we're not on the actual radio. He had 98 rushing yards on 21 carries, okay. so 4.7 yards per carry, and 14 for 24. It's 58% completion, uh, completion percentage. And uh, I don't have the passing yards mark here. I can't find oh. it. So anyway, I, know, I think it was over 100. Either yeah. way, he com- it's funny because he commanded that first drive. The, it, um, you, you come out, first career start for him. Uh, like you mentioned, Kearney Catholic, uh, former star at Kearney Catholic. And he comes out, four rushing attempts, one, I think a couple on a scramble, uh, 26-yarder to Marcus Washington right up the middle on a, a post route, and then the touchdown passer. He, uh, there's like three or four times uh, tonight where he manipulated his arm angle, he changed the slot down to throw a sidearm pass to evade uh, pass rushers and um, threw touchdown pass to Billy Kemp. Um, he threw another one later to Thomas Fedoni. So first time that Nebraska scored a point in the first half this year. Um, he he was, uh, he, I thought he was poised and, and um, I just, I thought that he showed that if he, if he can play like that with ball control, ball security and ball control, that you can win with this uh, with this style of play with this quarterback. Yes, and I thought I thought that as Helen or Jeff Ekstrom um, upstairs in the booth during the game is I thought that he showed nothing that would make you say they couldn't move forward with him. Not at least this game. I thought you saw building blocks to where like you saw some things that looked like a guy who hadn't start that hadn't started a game before in Power Five football. Yeah, there were some moments there that throw where he, he even admitted after the, the game over the middle that should have been intercepted. There were some plays like that, but for the most part, he looked really comfortable, and I think that was a good building block. Coach Rule got the very last question he got was about whether or not basically there was a quarterback controversy. He kind of <laughs> poured cold water on that and kind of gave compliments to both and said that they could win with both. I'm curious to see, though, as of right now, who would start that next game. Um, I would have a strong mind if I were him to start Harburg and kind of let him build off of what he had this week um, and keep things rolling. But we'll see. That will like be a big topic this week. <laughs> I feel like you almost have to, but like you said, it will be a big topic this week. We'll have it covered. They're playing Louisiana Tech next week, the second home game, as they welcome in, them in here before uh, Michigan for uh, the third straight home game at the end of the month. So one more game to um, hopefully have another game go like this where uh, you sort of cruise to, a, cruise to a win and you have your young guys playing snaps there at the end. Um, so like Greg said, we got uh, more coverage at InsideNebraska.com on Heinrich Harburg, on the quarterback situation, on this vaunted defense now that is ranking up there among the most elite in the country yeah. through three weeks, which is pretty fascinating to say that. That, 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 three, that dang three three five that they talked so much about over the offseason. We heard it all offseason. How would it hold up? So far, so good. Hey, there were questions about Jeff Sims from the fan base, <laughs> yeah. about what how he would do um, coming over here. There are questions about a three three five defense and how that would work. 
and those questions sort of evened out so far yeah. through three weeks. So once again, for Greg Smith, I'm Zach Carpenter, and we'll catch you guys again next time.